Side by side, they lie in the dust, and worms cover them both. By William Nicholson, from Approaching Mortality, 1862. Only a few years will pass before I go on the journey of no return. Job chapter 16, verse 22. Death is a great journey. It is the last journey we shall ever take. The sun rises daily, and we think little of it. Just so, the frequency and commonness of death causes it to be little thought of. Every day men go to their long home, and the mourners go about the street. While death is gloomy and melancholy to the man of pleasure, to the man overwhelmed with business, and to the devotee of mammon, it is, nevertheless, sometimes regarded as a welcome messenger by the afflicted, and those who possess a good hope through grace. Job chapter 19, verse 25. Death is full of solemn import. What is death? It is forever leaving the present scene of existence. It is the cessation of existence here on earth. The lungs no longer heave, the heart stops beating, the blood ceases to flow and congeals, the tongue is silent, the hand forgets its skill, the whole body becomes motionless, pale, and ghastly. Death is the separation of body and soul. Death is the dissolution of every relative and social tie, however tender and endeared. Death is the cessation of all human pursuits and the relinquishment of all human possessions. Death is a journey that must be performed alone. Death is a journey that must be taken by all. Death has passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It is in the grave where the rich and the poor meet together. Kings as well as subjects, philosophers as well as fools. A century removes all the inhabitants of the globe to the silent grave. All who now live in one hundred years to come will be no more. Death is unavoidable. Death is an established fact by God's inviolable decree. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that the judgment. Death is a fact characterized by the greatest uncertainty. Great God, amid what a mass of perils do we live! A grain may suffocate, a crumb may stop the springs of life, a breath, a cough, a sigh may prostrate all our vital powers and fit us for the worms. So various, too, the texture of our bodies, so fine the mechanism, so complex the structure, that every motion has its risk, and all our hours, our very moments, are beset with hazards, perils, fears, and ambushed ills. What then is life? 
a bubble that is blown for death to burst. Man knows not his time when his hour may come. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 12. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. James chapter 4, verse 14. Death may invade us at a period apparently the most unlikely when we're not at all prepared for it. It may come in the spring of life and mar its strength and vigor and beauty. One man dies in full vigor, completely secure and at ease, his body well nourished, his bones rich with marrow. Another man dies in bitterness of soul, never having enjoyed anything good. Side by side they lie in the dust, and worms cover them both. Job chapter 21, verse 23 to 26. Death may come to the place of business, to the hall of pleasure, to the couch of sensual indulgence. It may come suddenly, in a moment, or it may come by protracted disease. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Luke chapter 12, verse 19 and 20. Death is an event followed by vastly solemn results. To the individual himself, death ends his probation, is the departure of his soul into eternity, is the apprehension of it either by demons or angels, is the transmission of it to heaven or to perdition. The time came when the beggar died, and angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell, where he was in torment, Luke chapter 16, verse 22 to 23. Death ends all the conflicts and trials and sorrows of the righteous. Death is the commencement of all the woes of the wicked. Death is a journey from which there will be no return. But now he is dead. Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. In vain we linger by the corpse. The countenance will no more smile upon us. In vain we go to the grave. It is deaf to our cries. It will not give back its trust. But man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is no more. As water disappears from the sea or a riverbed becomes parched and dry, so man lies down and does not rise. Job chapter 14 The fact of death 
should awaken the soul to reflection. In the midst of danger we have been sleeping. While the darts of mortality are flying around us, we are calculating on future pleasures, pursuits, plans, life, etc., etc. It is high time to awake out of sleep. Death may come as a thief in the night. Do not be taken by surprise when the bridegroom comes. When the chariots of God come down and Christ says by death, Come up hither, be ready. The fact of death should animate the saint. Now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. He shall soon be free from sin and suffering, soon see God and heaven, and realize the glorious raptures of eternity. Death teaches the value of the gospel, which is the sovereign remedy for death. Our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10.